Good evening. It is a blessing to be with everybody again, my brothers and sisters. And I count it a blessing and thank the elders once again for placing their trust in me to preach the gospel. And I hope our lesson tonight will be beneficial. I hope it will dovetail, like I said this morning, with... uh, The lesson that we had on hope, we continually are thankful for Brother Charles and Sister Teresa that they're on vacation. We miss them, but we're thankful that they're able to get away and enjoy that vacation. And like I told Charles, I hope it's the best vacation they ever had in the family. I hope they have a wonderful time. And our lesson tonight is on life eternal, eternal life, and our scripture reading is found in Matthew chapter 25, and it's the very last verse, and it's in red letters, by the way, and these things shall, and these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal, eternal life. If I were to ask you tonight, in all chapters in the Bible, in the New Testament and in the older, great. But if I were to ask you, name some of the great chapters in the New Testament. You might think of Matthew chapter 1, where it tells that Jesus came to save his people from their sins and gives his lineage. You might think of Matthew chapter 2 that tells of the birth of Christ. You might think of Luke chapter 1, which is the longest chapter in the New Testament. You might think of Acts chapter 2, where it has the uh, Apostle Peter preaching that first gospel sermon and some 3,000 responded. You might think of Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7, They call the greatest sermon ever preached the Sermon on the Mount preached by Jesus Christ. And you might think of other chapters. You might think of the the chapter on the the, uh, resurrection. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 15. You might think of Revelation, the letter to the seven churches. Or maybe you think of Romans chapter 12. There's so many chapters that are fabulous and great, and every one of them are so important. But I want us to focus on what I think is one of the great chapters in the New Testament tonight. And that is Matthew chapter 25. It's rather simple. It's broken down into three areas. First of all, we have the parable of the ten virgins. And we find that in Matthew 25 verses 1 through 13. And then we have the parable of the talents, and that's found in Matthew 14, uh, uh, 25, verses 14 through 30. And then finally, we have that judgment scene, that painting. It's painted very clearly. Matthew 25, verses 31 through 46. We're going to spend a little time and focus in on all these 
and uh, talk about it tonight, and we're talking about eternal life tonight. We all want to get to heaven. We all want to go to heaven, and so let's go there. Let's prepare. Let's prepare to go to heaven. Now, in Matthew 25, verses 1 through 13, we have the parable of the ten virgins. Remember, there uh, were ten virgins that took their lamps to meet the bridegroom. But there were two classes of virgins. And the Bible says there were five that were wise and five that were foolish. The foolish took no oil. The wise took their oil for their lamps. And while the bridegroom uh, delayed his coming, they all slept and uh, slumbered and slept. And at midnight, there was a cry made the bridegroom cometh, and go out and meet him. Then the virgins trimmed their lamps and went out to meet him. The foolish, though they were unprepared, but the wise, they had oil and they were ready. So the foolish asked of the wise, give us your oil. And they said, not so, lest there not be for a, enough for us and you both. And so the foolish went out to buy the oil. And while they went out to buy that oil, guess what? The bridegroom came. And they that were ready, they that were wise, went to meet him and into the wedding. And then the door was shut, the Bible tells us. The door was shut. And afterwards... There also came those virgins, the foolish, saying, Lord, Lord, open us. But he answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Now we hear the warning in verse 13. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour when the Son of Man cometh. Oh, isn't that so true? Life is so brief. And you, the older you get, I'm 65 now, and my mother told me this several years ago, the older you get, your life goes faster. That's the way it seems. But we don't know how long a lifetime is. But we know this, if we're prepared, we're ready. I want to be ready. And we surely have an example in this parable and these 13 verses that we need to be ready and prepared. There were two kinds of virgins, the wise and the foolish. One was prepared and ready, and the other was not ready and unprepared. The destiny of the two were different because the wise went into the marriage and the unwise Heard the Lord say and respond, I know ye not. And that warning, that warning, it rings out so true. We don't know. We need to be ready. Ready. I, I might live to be 100 and I might drop right here tonight. We don't know, but we know we need to be ready. Our second parable here, the parable of the talents, found in 25 13 through 30. While the parable of the virgins is focused on emphasis on being prepared, the, par uh, the parable of the talents 
gives us a warning that we need to be active. And not just any kind of activity, there's a right activity. The kingdom of heaven is likened as a man that is traveling into a far country and delivers his servants, there was three of them, as you'll remember, talents, that's money, whether it be gold or silver, one he gave five, one he gave two, and one he gave one. Well, the one that was given two, I mean five, and two, they both respectively went out and gained further talents. But we see that there was three, and the one that had one, what did he do? He went out and hid, hid his Lord's money. Now, as, the, uh, as they had to give an account of their, the word doesn't appear in this text, but it screams off the page to me, steward. Stewardship rings out here. What was it that they had to give an account for? The five and two talent people, men, they were able to give a good report on what they had gained. And the one talent man, he had taken what he had been entrusted with and taken it out and hidden it. The one talent man explained of it, said of his Lord that he was a hard man reaping where he had not sowed and gathering where he had not strawed. He was afraid and hid the Lord's money so he would have the same. All three had been given talents according to their ability, the Bible says. But there's two different results. It has been said that Ability plus opportunity equals responsibility. The five and two talent a man had gained, and they had heard their Lord say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter in to the joy of thy Lord. Enter into the joys of thy Lord. But it's not the same for the one talent man that did, digged and hid his Lord's money. He was supposed to put it to work so when he, the Lord came back that he would have his own plus usury, the Bible says, or interest. But he didn't do that. And a different pronouncement was made for the one talent man, he was called a slothful servant. And then he says that I reap where I have not sowed, I have sold and gathered where I have not strawed. Thou mightest therefore have put my money to the exchangers that at my coming I'd receive mine own plus usury. Take from him that uh, have the one talent and give to him that has five. The Bible says right here in Matthew chapter 25 and verses 28 and 29. Therefore take from the, the talent from him and give it unto him which hath ten talents. For every one that hath shall be given and he, and he shall have abundance. But him that 
hath not shall be taken away even that he hath. Now, we're going to move on to the judgment scene as we look at Matthew 25, 31 through 46. We have painted... We have painted for us in Matthew 25, 31 uh, through 46. I want us to start there, and I am going to focus on uh, the first few verses here. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all his holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon his throne of glory. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, and the goats on the left. We see the great scene where all nations will be gathered before him and there will be a great separation. The sheep on his right hand and the goats on his left. So we can see that picture, a great picture. And then verse 34, one of the key verses in the text. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come ye, blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Yes, the kingdom has been prepared from the foundation of the world. Charles says that heaven's a prepared place for a prepared people. Ken said it too, right? And we're making preparation for that. <clears throat> now, as we go on further in our text, as we look at 35 through 40, I'm not going to read those, but I'll just kind of sum them up for you. And he goes on to say, I was unhungered and you gave me meat. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in, naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. And I was in prison and you visited me. And then the righteous shall say, the righteous respond and said, when saw we sick and all the things that I've just went through the uh, list. And the king shall answer and say unto them, verily I say unto you, inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of these, the least of my brethren, you've done it to me. You've done it unto me. So my conduct is what is going to determine my heavenly home. Am I faithful? Am I treating my brethren in a right way? Am I righteous? The Bible says in 37, verse 37 of the text, then shall the righteous answer and say unto him. They're questioning him. And they're labeled as righteous. In other words, being in that right relationship with God. So they're on their way. They're doing those things that a Christian should do, as mentioned there. They're about doing. They're about giving. 
Jesus said it's more blessed to give than to receive. And I think we know that. It's, we want to be a giver, not a taker. Now we go down to verse 41. And the king shall say unto them, on the left hand, in other words, the other side of the, the coin, we got to look at both sides, where the Bible says, depart from ye, cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Did you notice that back up in verse 34, that the Come ye, blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared from you from the foundation of the world. Prepared. You notice that same word appears in verse 41. Into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. I would argue that hell is a prepared place too. It's prepared for the devil and his angels. We got that to the other side of the coin. We got the holy angels, okay, back in uh, uh, 31 or 32. And then we got the devil and his angels on the left-hand side where the goats are, where he's told them to depart into everlasting fire. Yes, we had to preach both sides of the coin, brother. I can't get up here and just sugarcoat everything i got to give you both sides but the choice is yours yeah you're making a choice we're preaching our own memorial service our own funeral we're doing it every day by our conduct the way we live verses 42 through 45 go down the same list and they're basically saying they did it not they didn't help their brethren. They weren't there for them. And then the great context verse is that verse that is our text. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, the ones that did not for their brethren. But the righteous, the ones in the right relationship with God, will go into eternal life. This all... Up to this point, it brings me to a song. Yes, we're going to notice some songs tonight. 226. See if this one will ring home with you. It does with me. 226. There's a great day coming. Now, see if this don't tie into Matthew 25, verses 31 through 46. I think it really does. There's a great day coming, a great day coming. There's a great day coming by and by. When the saints and the sinners shall be parted right and left. Does it sound familiar? There's a bright day coming. There's a bright day coming. There's a bright day coming by and by. But its brightness shall only come to them that love the Lord. There's a sad day coming, a sad day coming. There's a sad day coming by and by. When the sinner shall hear his doom, depart, I know ye not. And then the course. Are you ready for that day to come? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready for the judgment day? Are you ready? Are you ready for the judgment day? 
Are we ready? Well, I have got good news. We can be ready. I am ready if I am living for Jesus. Psalm 133. If I'm doing what the Lord says to do, I'm ready. If I drop up here tonight and they carry me out, I'm ready. And you are too. If you're living for Jesus, let's notice Psalm 133, living for Jesus. Living for Jesus, a life that is true. Striving to please Him and all that I do. Yielding allegiance, glad-hearted and free. This is the pathway of blessings for me. Living for Jesus who would die in my place. Bearing on Calvary my sin and disgrace. Such love constrains me to answer his call, follow his leading, and give him my all. Living for Jesus, whatever I am, doing, doing each duty in his holy name, willing to suffer affliction and loss, deeming each trial depart, be a part of my cross. Living for Jesus through earth's little while, my dearest treasure, the light of his smile, seeking the lost ones he died to redeem, bring the weary to find rest in him. O Jesus, Lord and Savior, I give myself to thee, for thou, thy atonement, did give thyself for me. I know, O other master, my Heart shall be thy throne, my life I give, henceforth to live, O Christ, for thee alone. Is that dedication? I see dedication there. I see somebody that wants to go to heaven there. I see somebody that is prepared there. I see somebody that's involved in the right activity. I see the five-talent man in that song and the two-talent man. And I see the sheep in that song, not the goats. Yes, we want to go to heaven, and we can. 1 Timothy 1, 1, we're going to find more scriptures about hope tonight. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the commandment of our God and our Savior and the Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope, hope. So important, that heavenly hope. The Christian has a heavenly hope. Listen to Titus 1-2. In hope of eternal life. Now listen, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. Does that give me hope? God cannot lie. It's a prepared place for a prepared people. And I want to go there. But you know who it's up to? It's up to my conduct. By grace you're saved, someone would say to me. That unmerited favor, i got to do those things that are right, righteous. Be in line with what God has me to do. I don't have to guess. 
It's all laid out in his word what I need to do to be saved, how I'm to con conduct myself. Titus 3.7 says that being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs. We're heirs and join heirs with Christ. We noticed this morning, according to the hope of eternal life. Earlier in Titus, uh, the Bible says, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and Savior Jesus Christ. The Christian, have you, have you read, as Johnny would say, Johnny Ramsey would say, have you read lately? Have you read lately? 1 John chapter 5, verses 11 through 13, where the, uh, John talks about that you may know you have eternal life. You may want to go home and read that little section in 1 John chapter 5, verses 11 through 13. I can and you can be as the wise virgins were and ready and prepared. Ready and prepared. You ever you remember somebody who said they were ready? He was ready and he was ready. And he was the greatest Christian on record. Let's see what he said in 2 Timothy 4, 6 through 8. Paul said. For I am now ready. He was ready. He was prepared to be offered. And the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished, uh, finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but to all them that love his appearing. Yes, you and I can lay hold on eternal life. We can, lay, we can do that. Now, as we bring things to a close here, or closing, might say, I want us to turn to the last book of the Bible. And now I want us to look at Revelation 20. I, I was having trouble where I was going to go with the negative first or the positive. But I like positive, so I'm going to end with positive. So, Revelation 20, we'll look at the negative first. Revelation 20, and we'll be reading verses oh, 10 and 11. Well, just 10 through 15. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. 
And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up their dead which were in it. And death and hell hell delivered up dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Not a pretty picture, is it? But there's a prettier picture and the picture you and I want to be in. Revelation 21, starting in verse 1. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, and the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from uh, from God, out of heaven prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Sound familiar? And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is within men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all, uh, wipe away all tears from their eyes. There shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be, uh, uh, be any more pain, for former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is. It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, and I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Isn't, aren't those beautiful words? I'm going to take you a little deeper into the chapter now, and we're going to pick up uh, 21 through 27. And these 12 gates were 12 pearls. Every several gate was of one pearl. And the street of the city was pure gold, as it were transparent glass. And I saw no temple there, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no, uh, no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it. For the glory of God did light it, lighten it. And the lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not 
be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations unto it. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever thing worketh an abomination or maketh a lie, but which are written in the Lamb's book of life. That's where we want to go, isn't it? That's where I want to go. I know it's where you want to go. And the good news is we can go there. We can go to heaven. We can be a part of that eternal life and miss the eternal punishment. Now, as we bring our lesson to close, I want to thank Joe for, uh, I gave him a list of songs and he selected them all and put them in the perfect order and he even added, I didn't give him full six and the ones he added were perfect. But this one I did ask him to lead and it's song number 514. What will your answer be? Let's look at that. And uh, Brother Billy Davidson told me that he got to meet, I think, Tillett S. Tiddley. And he's a writer of a number of our songs in our book. And I never got to meet him, but I think Billy did, Billy Davidson. Someday you'll see at the bar on high. Someday your record you'll see. Someday you'll answer the question of life. What will your answer be? Sadly, you'll stand, stand if you're unprepared, trembling, you'll fall on your knee, facing the sentence of life or a death. What will your sentence be? Now is the time to prepare, my friend, make your soul spotless and free, washed in the blood of the crucified one. He will your answer be. What will it be? What will it be? Where will you spend your eternity? What will it be? Oh, what will it be? What will your answer be? What will it be? Well, if we live our lives faithful, I know what our answer is going to be. Well done, now, good and faithful servant. You know? The kingdom was prepared from the foundation of the world, we've learned for the faithful. There's another place we noticed in uh, 41 of, uh, of uh, Matthew 25 that there's a prepared place for the devil and his angels too. And we want to, when we go to heaven, we miss hell. So we all want to get to heaven. And we do that by doing his will. Living for Jesus, we noticed that song tonight. If we live our lives according to his will, we're going to go to heaven, and that's where we all want to go, is go to heaven. So, we can go to heaven, and we can hear those words from Matthew 25 and verse 34. Come ye, blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. So if you're here tonight and you haven't obeyed the gospel, tonight's the night to do so. Tonight's the night to 
obey the gospel and put your Lord on in baptism and, and do those things which you can enter in the kingdom. You hear the word, you believe, you repent of your sins, you make the great confession, you're baptized for, for the remission of sins, and then you live faithful unto death. And when you stub your toe, you repent of it, you know? And maybe you're here tonight and you've wandered away from the fold of God. You've drifted away like we discussed this morning. But we have that anchor. We have that anchor. So if you're subject to the Lord's invitation, won't you come as together we stand and sing number 514. What will your answer be?